Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Vikings. I am Dustin Baker here with Ryan McKinney, Sal Spice, and Ron Saw. We are walking everybody through a 4-1 Vikings team week heading into the sixth game of the season against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Vikings will take on a third-string quarterback, a rookie dude from the seventh rounder. He's on the docket. Otherwise, Miami's offense is pretty explosive. We shall see. This Skylar Thompson gentleman's fairly mobile. Can scamper, scored 26 touchdowns in college. We're going to go through it. The Vikings Dolphins this week. Foremost, football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's free money with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Leave in Vikings. The Vikings travel to Miami for the first time since 2013, and they have not won there since 1976. They've lost four straight in Miami. It's been 46 years, I believe, since a triumph. And they only play them about once every eight years in that town. They did beat their ass in U.S. Bank Stadium in 2018, I believe. So let's get cracking. Sally, we didn't get to talk to you on Monday. Monday. So why don't you Mm -hmm. give us a a concise or detail, whichever you'd like, a synopsis of the Bears win, another survive and advance situation. Well, let's just say I was so emotionally exhausted from the Bears game that I fell asleep and missed the whole show on Monday night. So that's pretty much sums up how I felt about it. You know, I know we, I feel like we say this almost every week, but sitting there, it was kind of like, ah, we've seen this before, right? Um, especially the last few years. So, but I mean, they pulled it out and the last few years they wouldn't have. So um, even though it wasn't pretty the second half, they did what they had to do. Kirk Cousins did what he had to do for them to win. And that's really all that matters. So I'm feeling amazing about the team being four and one. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around that they're four and one. But now <laughs> I find myself thinking like, well, gosh, when are, are they going to lose another game? I'm, I'm kidding. But uh it's hard to see them not winning the division at this point for me, which is doesn't feel normal, doesn't feel comfortable. Actually, it does feel comfortable. That's the thing. <laughs> I it's had a my, good feeling. That's you just what's weird. Used to it. It's not familiar. Yeah. And I, the season is flying by. 
It is. I had my homeboy Josh Fry from Purple PTSD on my YouTube show today, and it kind of hit me. He, he, you know, he said like he said out loud that based on who they're playing, that they should be seven and one here pretty soon. And that just like put like a mm-hmm. like it just it went right through me. I was like, holy shit! The Vikings could be seven and one. Like they should be seven and one based on their depth chart, the matchups that are coming up after the Kirk revenge game in the nation's capital. It's <laughs> it, it it's wild that we could be thinking about a seven one team. And I'm I'm eternally now in the last three weeks, but especially after this week, I'm trying to decide if the Vikings are a good team that are aspiring to be great. And this is the lead up, or if they are truly a average, decent team, that's getting lucky. What do you think, Sally? Where do you, where do you on that barometer? Well, I don't think the competition of who they've played at least the last two game, wait, three Three games, games, three games um, are really going to give us a true test. Of course it is better to win against bad teams than to lose. The comebacks were obviously uh, disappointing, but they did what they had to do in the end to win. I I really still don't know how to feel about this team, and I don't think that they're really tested until what? Buffalo? Um, And you know we'll get our asses beat in that game. Right, and and I mean, they should. I mean, being you know, the powerhouse that Buffalo is right now and that it's at home for Buffalo. So I don't even know if that's going to be a true (laughs) test. It's really weird to have this schedule that just seems so, I don't want to say easy, but subpar opponents for a big stretch. Only, only our fan base could find a way to be a melancholy four and one. You know, it feels (laughs) like I'm not melancholy. No, not you, but generally speaking, (laughs) you know, the, the, the chirp backs and social media are like, Oh, but they could usually be one and four. It's like, screw you. We've already done that. shit before. I'm so sick of that. Enjoy it while we have it. Like, that's the thing. See, like what I like kind of to continue on that discussion, it's, this is a four and one team, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it. Like in, you know, Brian, if he was here, that Oh nine team, like that felt like, yeah. You know, when they were seven and one, that felt like that was what needed to be. And right. I can't even remember that loss early on, um, who it was. But this is a this is one where it doesn't feel like you know. I feel like we're we should be grateful we're four and one, but also I feel like we haven't seen this team at its best. Mm-hmm. Like they've had their faults, and I feel like there whether even like last game where special teams kind of laid an egg like we haven't seen the team kind of click to the fullest yet and i now who knows maybe they don't have that and then they're a, they're a one and done team in the playoffs but there's enough talent on both sides of the ball especially offensively like if teams want to keep trying to however they're guarding Justin Jefferson in a cover three or cover two scheme and he's just burning them. Like mm-hmm. he, he can't, he's going to do that every single game and not every team has a Darius Slay. So like, I'm interested to see how that works. Like if they do get on this role and do end up seven and one uh, because of the favorable schedule, like then like, again, like Brian's team with the Ravens where they weren't the best team going in. Like mm-hmm. they, I think they were the sixth seed and it was Joe Flacco at quarterback, nothing against him. he had a great run, but he's an you know, average quarterback throughout his career. And he was able to get the job done because things started to click. Um, <clears throat> whereas, you know, so we will, I don't think we'll at any point we'll ever be the favorites in the NFC, but <laughs> it's, it'll be kind of nice to see because there is enough talent where if they click, they're going to be tough to stop. Um, you know, at least offensively, we'll see if the defense can keep up with it. I think, uh, to your point, for our generation, so to speak, when the Vikings are considered Super Bowl t- contenders, which has only really been three times, 98, 
arguably 2000 and 2009. They are a good football team that is beating people's asses that we expect to win. And right now we really want that to be the case with a new sexy coach. We want to be that team, but we're not quite there or we're not that good. So I think it's this thirst that, well, they're not doing it like Favre did or Randall Cunningham did. Well, we don't know if we have a team like that. 2017 was dominant, but we didn't know it until two month and a half into it and was dominant because of defense. And that's that's not quite as fun as, you know, Moss going all over the place and Chris Carter uh, scoring touchdowns. So I think we're in this tender phase of trying to figure out, are they are they really a Super Bowl contender or are they kind of a ceiling 11 and 16? But I think the best part about kind of how these last few games have gone, it, I think it'll help them get battle tested later yeah. on in the season oh, because yeah. it's it's the opposite of last year where, you know, like it, it was a deflating feeling, even as a fan, like thinking that, well, they're just going to go down and score. They're going to go down like we, we can't <laughs> stop them. Now it's like, all right, we're we are now like there's more faith on it, at least for me, where, hey, we might be able to get a score. We might be able to get a touchdown rather than a field goal as we would have in years past. And then also, you know, then Cam Dantzler comes and makes a great play where we seal it on defense, where, again, Zimmer was a great defensive coach, but when was the last game that our defense sealed it? Like it was, you know, that Broncos game where we had the comeback. It wasn't mm-hmm. that our defense made a play. It was that we got four stops on fourth or, you know, it was a four down stop. It wasn't a against Brandon Allen. Exactly. So (laughs) um, that's where I look at it as these games will help the team. Like granted, but the Buffalo game is going to be a loss barring, you know, some inclement weather, like how they Mm -hmm. had in new England last year. (laughs) Um, Just because Buffalo is a great team. Like Josh Mm -hmm. Allen's on another level. They have a really good team, but you you look at the rest of like even the Cowboys that came here. Um, Dak or no Dak, like we can match up with them because of our offensive line. Teams that give pressure aren't good, like at least with Darisaw, the way he's been dominating, like there, it, it's not the, it's not like Kirk's going to be rushed up front. And if we execute, I think we can hang with a lot of those teams, you know, not necessarily the Bills at this point. So, Sally, we go to Miami on Sunday. It's kind of the first time this season we don't have like a special game. Uh, we've had three division games right out of the gate Lions or Packers, Lions, and Bears. Oh, my. And then we've had a prime timer where we stunk, looked like shit. And then we had a game across the pond. So, every game has been like some sort of unique special matchup if you consider division games. This one's kind of normal and it's against mm-hmm. uh, QB3. What is your confidence meter about the team or about going to Miami? <laughs> Well, just to touch on the last point, um, mm-hmm. as far as what you were saying about how people are saying, oh, well, they could easily be one and four. Yes, but most of those same people last year were saying that they could easily be the opposite and making all these excuses of, well, if Dalvin didn't fumble at the end, well, if the kick wasn't missed at the end, well, if this didn't happen at the very end, then they would be five and oh, or whatever the argument was last year. The And what did I always used to say? I mean, we all say good teams find a way to Mm. win. And this team has found a way to win for the most part and change the tone of the game, which Zimmer's Vikings could almost never do. So feel good about that. But as far as this week goes. um, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I forgot what we were saying about oh, QB three. I mean, they have uh, the Dolphins have so many injuries that I mean, they should easily handle it. But you know how I feel about a little unknown quarterback coming on the scene against the Vikings. So I, I don't know. Sure. Um, but my heart would rather see him than Teddy just because, you know, I don't know, just pulls out the heartstrings a little bit, but, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I know on paper that, I mean, how many point spreads, uh, was the point spread three right now? Three and a half for Vikings. Only three and a half for now. Yeah. It might go up a little bit. I mean, they should absolutely dominate them in every way, but I, I never feel safe. With here's it. here's where I'm at, Ron. Um, this feels like a game. It's probably the, the Zimmer in me that feels like they're probably going to find a way to lose. Kind of like the way you and I felt going to Philadelphia. I feel miniature vibes of that, and I felt it since late Sunday night, thinking, all right, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick the Vikings. And then the Skylar Thompson news hits today where it's semi-official that he's going to start. And even this afternoon, I was thinking about it, trying to get my prediction ready, thinking I, I really think the Dolphins are going to find a way to pull this out and then bring us back to earth. But here, here's what I settled on. The Skylar Thompson-led Dolphins got their asses spanked by the Jets, 40-17. to 17. And then once I reiterated that to myself, I was like, all right, the Vikings, in my opinion, are better than the Jets. And I don't care if it's on a, a way field. I think the Vikings can survive Skylar Thompson and his 26 rushing touchdowns at Kansas State. What is your confidence meter? So, yeah, it I, honestly, once I heard the Skylar Thompson news, like for me, yes, he's unknown. Um, he's fairly unknown. Um, but that's where I was extremely excited because <laughs> I think even if Teddy was playing, like, granted, I would like to see Teddy because, yeah, like you like to root for the kid. Um, <clears throat> but I think Teddy could beat us with those weapons that they have on the outside because he might not have the deep ball, but Teddy's a very accurate quarterback. So, um, whereas Skylar Thompson, I, it's not just him. Like, Taron Armstead has, hasn't practiced this week. Raheem Mostert hasn't practiced. Like, they're they're missing a lot of guys on their team. Xavier Howard's banged up. So, if you have the rookie quarterback without the speedy running back in Mostert and the premium left tackle in Taron Ar- Armstead – that's going to be troublesome for him. Um, now, again, I, I, I'm starting to get some of that PTSD that Sally has with backup quarterbacks, as in, <laughs> you know, the Chase Daniel, the obviously Cooper Rush, although Cooper Rush hasn't lost to anyone yet. So um, it wasn't. Yeah, Matt Moore. Like, exactly. <laughs> All, like, the list goes on and on of these quarterbacks that we've lost to that uh, we make look good um, when they shouldn't. But uh, th- this is one where. Again, I, I don't know if it's the Kool-Aid from the new coaching regime, but I feel like it's it, it seems like we're not going to be necessarily out-coached. That's not the word I'm looking for, but out pre- or we're not going to be under-prepared. I feel yeah, like, especially being on the with him being an offensive guy, I don't think he is going to care like who the quarterback is on the – I mean, he is going to care, but he's going to be focused on, you know what – our offense still needs to put up points. You can't win a game three, nothing, you know, at what we could be Mike Zimmer's dream scenario um, throughout his career. So, um, but you go down, it's, if we remain healthy, it sounds like uh, Booth is going to, going to be healthy. <laughs> and then if our other guys play, um, it, it is one of those that and I hope it's not a trap game, but it's hard to have a trap game with the bye week on the other side of it. In my, in my mind, cause it's hard. How do you overlook like a team, like, I mean, I guess there are players who do like fat cats get slaughtered mentality, but um, hopefully they're not looking at that. They can enjoy their time. Um, 
come out with a, a win. Um, even if it's a one-point win, I don't care. At five and one going into a bye, I, I'm happy with it. And the Dolphins are three and two, and you're on the road, so you shouldn't be taking anything for granted. I don't care if if Skyler is the quarterback. Uh, an interesting note: the Vikings have won six straight games against rookie quarterbacks: Justin Fields, David Blau, who's on the Vikings now, Brandon Allen in a crazy game, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. The last time they lost to a rookie quarterback is no surprise: Josh Allen and his hurdle in 2018. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here, Sally. We are five games through this. What has been your favorite Vikings moment so far of 2022? Oh, gosh, you know I'm not good at thinking on my feet. Um, I got to just pick one. (sighs) Would it be beating the Packers, double doink? Oh, yeah, gosh, that's already so far in my rear view. (laughs) It's absolutely beating the Packers, of course. And how many sacks did they have on Aaron Rodgers? Was it three? Yeah, and then Hitman and, picked them off, which yep. is rare. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite cumulative memory. Okay. Yeah, and it's weird to look back thinking the only dominant win we had is against the Packers. But, <laughs> right, I know. Isn't that crazy? I weird. think we're mis- we're bearing the lead here. Okay. What about uh, the ping pong table being removed from <laughs> the, the Dolphins locker room? I mean, that could change everything. You, you think that's let's get down to business. Let's, let's stop monkeying around. <laughs> it could around. change everything. That's all I'm saying. And I wish Bryant was here to ask if he's ever had a ping pong table in his, in a locker room and how that affected things. Uh, what about our, our homie, Chris Thomason or something? I think he got an interview with John Elway and it's it made, Elway really made it sound like O'Connell was the one that got away. I don't know why Elway would do that interview. Like, and just Probably because he has oh. Hackett. Is that, is that? Well, I know. Is it, was it was it uh, being cerebral to say like we really liked this Kevin O'Connell? It was down to one A, one B. Him and Nate Hackett. It was just curious timing that they are going through a seismic downturn about decision making, and always steps into the arena with our guy Chris Thomason and just tells all about Kevin O'Connell. Really weird for. Ego guy. I like wonder if it has to do with because they went through an ownership change and wondering if that old ownership was, you know, they because rumor has it Hackett was brought in because they thought that if they had Hackett, they can get Rogers. Yeah. Like that's what I've been hearing. And then that fell through. So then they pivot to the they thought is the next best thing. And apparently giving a quarter billion dollars to Mr. Unlimited is the next best thing. Um, and you guys know my sentiments on that guy. So um, <laughs> maybe this was but, uh, Elway's way of saying, don't blame me. That's what I'm I thinking. wanted. I wanted KLC. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, we really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, can't, I, I think can't. some people did want him. I don't, can't remember who, but. I think we just were hoping for an offensive guy just to change pace. And I think even up until week one, you would have said Hackett or O'Connell, who cares? Either They'll, they'll do just fine. But now it's looking like Quazy made the right hire. Uh, Ron, what's been your favorite moment? It can be the Packers. It can be double doink. It can be anything, really. For me, honestly, I think it comes from Sunday's game and that 17 play drive. Um, oh, that yeah. to me, um, that to me is like... That shows that I, that this is a good team or capable of being a good team, um, because again, in in prior years with this squad, they would go down and they might put a long drive together, but it would end up in a field goal, and then they would be satisfied with that. Whereas this one, whether it was Kirk scrambling, whether it was all those third downs, uh, the third down conversions, and then the goal line push, um, every step of that drive felt like. They're going for a touchdown, um, and 
I'd maybe I, I doubt that they would go for it if they were on a fourth down because taking the lead at that point, you, you do. <laughs> but it just felt like they were coming out of that drive. We're owning this. We're not going to give them a chance to have much time left. Um, and that was a stamp of we're going to dictate the pace. To me, that was um, the biggest thing. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the double doink, obviously Packers win. That was the stamp of, okay, this is a good team that I think when they get up to snuff, they will continue to play um, and be able to dictate the tempo. I think I think deep down mine was the, the beating the Packers in general, just because it was so much suspense. The honeymoon was kind of winding down. We had to put rubber to the road, and then they came out and won decisively. It was like, oh my goodness, we were kind of right about this guy. But I think it was so cool to beat the Saints <clears throat> and have the double doink because it finally gave us some breathing room for so long now. My entire Vikings writing career, I've been writing about a team that's always four and five, five and five five and six and just trying to not drown. And then when you go to three and one, you get a little bit of house money. That's all right. If we lose the next game and it's not the end of the world and bada bing, we're sitting at four and one now and it feels like, all right, well, if they somehow drop one of the dolphins, all is not lost. Whereas in the last two seasons, every game felt like a dagger because <laughs> it was just str- straddling this mediocrity line. So I think <clears throat> in terms of um, suspense and emotion, Will Lutz missing that kick was okay. Good. This team actually has some breathing room, and we're probably going to go to playoffs after a three and one start. Uh, I know we're all scarred from the 2016 meltdown, but I digress. Uh, Sally, I know you don't want to assign a score to the prediction, but do you, <laughs> do you think the Vikings will win, or are you undecided? I think that they're going to win, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a different tone than the last couple games. I don't think there will necessarily be this huge uh, second quarter or second half comeback. Yeah, that, that's another, uh, I think, problem for the naysayers, the could-be-one-and-four crowd, is that all of these games are manufactured comebacks where we do our little our little dance to get ahead and look little dominant in the second first half, and the third quarter happens, and we look like buffoons. 33-6 to have been outscored in the third quarter, and that shit's going to catch up to you against the Patriots or the Bills or some team that knows what they're doing. Uh, so... All right, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I after I realized the Jets took care of business, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I think I said 27-23 on Vikings territory. Uh, Ron, why don't you finish us out with your prediction, sir? So yeah, I think I'm right there. Um, it, on paper, we're the superior team. They are at home. It is the NFL. Weird things happen. Um, but I do think we go down, take care of business. Um, I don't see us being um, being scoring 30 at this point like just because i think we have a balanced offense where um where if they get up they'll start to milk the clock a little bit and just take that win um but i 27 seemed like a good number because we're not gonna i don't think we're gonna score four touchdowns but yeah i think we're gonna score enough so yeah i'd say 27 but i think more of a 17 uh for the dolphins i think just the rookie quarterback, seventh round pick, um, a twenty five year old rookie at that. So oh, I he's, forgot about he's se- that. He's seasoned, um, but you know it's a Chris it's a good story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, hopefully, we're not here on Monday. Um, I don't know if we're going to record if you're still going to be in Miami or Ooh, not. No. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, well, so yeah, when we t- catch back up next Wednesday, um, hopefully, we're not sitting here like, what did we do? What happened? Um, going into buy like that, but I, I'm feeling good. Um, and I'm excited to be going down there and see because you know, this is the best team we've had for a while, or I mean, record wise, like mm-hmm. not on paper, but hey, let's get to five and one going to the buy and 
Take it Our Wednesday, are we going to talking about what happened concerning you two in Brian McKinney's suite, or are we going to be talking about the game? <laughs> no, we'll make it an extended Wednesday episode. <laughs> Bryant can dish on our shenanigans. There's going to be a, there's on. A, okay. There's going to be a lot to, to break down next Wednesday. I don't think 30 minutes is going to is going to cover it. <laughs> uh, Sally, do you have any closing arguments for the, for the group? Um, I don't just need to give a quick shout out to our girl, uh, Shelby Tweeten. Oh, uh, yeah. When did we have her on? Was it last summer? She was on. Yeah. Well, who was the, we had a, we had a cool guest for her. We, had, uh... we did. I don't remember. I will have to look back at who it was, but she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, she absolutely was. Yeah. And so anyways, she just started her own clothing line. If you're watching on the video, you can see it. But if not, um, check it out on her Twitter page. Um, she just she's making um, a lot of vintage things for those of us that are frustrated with the NFL not putting out anything good. So just wanted to give her a little mention and uh, check her out. I'll tag her on the Believe page, too. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just looked it up, and she was our, our featured guest that week. And oh, okay. It, it yeah, was, uh, yeah. okay, cool. About 70 episodes ago. We've been doing this for quite some time. All right, so the whole panel is picking the Vikings. A couple of us are going down there. I'm not sure. Uh, Bryant had scheduling snafu tonight, but we'll reconvene with him and then hopefully be t- discussing a Vikings win in one week. We sure will. <laughs> yeah, five and one would be glorious and just so unforeseen. Except for Ron, who picked them to Ron did to go undefeated in the division. Ron was right. <laughs> I didn't say undefeated. I said five and one in the division. <laughs> yeah, correct. The yeah. Packers split. That'll be there. But uh, I'm on so. a Kirk Cousins apology tour, and it's a Ron apology tour. Starting- <laughs> I'll take it. I'll What's take up? it. Starting Monday. This is what, this is what to- winning does. <laughs> we'll have Absolutely. to get you on FaceTime or something. You know, when we're with Mac and. Yeah, do that. Uh, Yeah, definitely do that. That'd be awesome. I'm sad I'm going to miss it. We are too. But just just not balling like that right now. All right, right, guys. On that sad note. Yep. uh, We'll be back Wednesday and skull, baby. Skull. Have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.